Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He... Uh, He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On The Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and in today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey goaltender Dylan Ferguson. Dylan just finished his third official season of professional hockey, playing for the Henderson Silver Knights in the American Hockey League, as well as getting some time in the NHL with the Vegas Golden Knights. In 2021, Dylan was a Kelly Cup champion with the Fort Wayne Comets of the ECHL. He has also spent time with the Chicago Wolves in the AHL, as well as playing in one game in the NHL with the Vegas Golden Knights. Fergie played his junior hockey days in the WHL, the Western Hockey League, with the Kamloops Blazers prior to turning pro. So it's been a, been, been in, uh, an exciting time to get you on, Dylan. So welcome to the show, Dylan Ferguson. Hey, good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's, uh, it's great to have you on, like, especially like, I know the last year has been a bit busy but it's good to get good to get you on and like so to start things off like how how have you been like I know you're in the Eli Wilson goaltending school right now so how's everything over there in Edmonton yeah everything's been going pretty good um you know it's been an interesting summer I got a bit of a curveball thrown at me there um not resigning with Vegas but uh, at the end of the day you know that that's out of my control and only moving forward from here so overall I'm good man yeah that, that's at least good that you're uh taking like the the positives in that situation because like you you got thrown a curveball and like sometimes it's just like uh like you you get down on yourself but you're taking that opportunity to better yourself and like make sure you have like another opportunity coming up so like what what has it been like with in Edmonton these last couple weeks like you've been like we were talking about before the show you're you're there for two weeks like how's everything with the Eli Wilson goalie goalie school it's been great. Um, I've been working with Eli for a few years now. He's definitely uh, one of, if not the best in the business for, for goaltending uh, schools. And, um, you know, he works with guys like Carey Price and he's a very knowledgeable guy and uh, really grateful that he brought me back for a second week here. And it's, uh, it's great for any goalie of all ages. You know, he really uh, takes the time to go over the little detail. And, um, you know, it's, it's a good spot to be if you want to better yourself as a goalie for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's so like, what have you been learning these past two weeks, especially since like you're learning like the small details, like you said, and just like, that's a huge part of goaltending is like the smaller details, which really like helps develop your game. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like uh, the ice I'm on is, you know, the ages range from, you know, 23, 24, like myself all the way down to like 13, 14 years old. So at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's what you put into the game. Eli's going to give you everything you need and, um, it's just the commitment and effort and uh, the small little things that you put into it. Yeah. So like what has been like your training routine, like out, like outside of like Eli Wilson goalie school and like when you're at home, like in BC, like what are you, what are you doing on the ice? And then when you're, when, when you're off the ice, like what are you doing there to help your help better your training? 
Yeah, I took a bit off the ice. Uh, I've only skated a couple times back home. Just, um, you know, my wrist at the end of the year last year, which was tough. So um, coming back from that, I just wanted to focus on strengthening that. So uh, I was in the gym with a trainer in Vancouver five times a week. Um, not specifically for my wrist, but uh, naturally working out and that kind of stuff will help with that. And um, I think uh, that was my main focus was to just make sure my body is uh, number one and it's ready to go for the ice. And um, since I've been doing that, I've been feeling really good. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome here, especially like coming back from an injury. Like you don't know how long it's going to take and you just got to do whatever you can to rehab that and just to make make yourself feel more confident just coming back because like I know like confidence could be a huge factor like especially going after coming off an injury so like just had just like being able to rehab that and like feel good on the ice like that's that's huge yeah no absolutely I think uh you know adversity is gonna come no matter what um I felt like last year I had a little too much of it maybe that was out of my control but at the end of the day it's what you do with it um you know it's classic saying it's a marathon not a sprint and um you know I feel like I'm a guy that always kind of falls up so that's what I'm gonna do here and uh just keep moving forward yeah and like we we talk about like having or like worrying about the things that you can control and like there's a lot of uncontrollables like how do you go without with dealing like controlling what you can control versus like getting like getting like that curveball thrown at you where you're not re-signing with Vegas and just like you can't control that so like how do you like adjust between the two of what you can control and the uncontrollables as well um I think the biggest thing is just staying in the moment you know uh you got to hold the picture that you see yourself and you know um hopefully it's a good one and just keep that clear picture and that's what you're working towards you know there's going to be hurdles along the way and um I feel like I've definitely learned that staying in the moment and just taking a day at a time and how can I get better today and um, focusing on that's uh, essential. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love that, that mindset. Cause like that also like, because you can't control everything. So like you can only like focus on what you can control and like being in the moment, like that's going to like help you like really like stay focused on what you what you're doing is like what you can control and like, it's just not going to go the, the opposite way, which, which you can't control. Yeah, I know hundred percent, man. Spot on. Yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about like your youth, youth days a little bit here. So you grew up in Lanceville, BC. So like, what was hockey like growing up in BC? It's uh, obviously it's in, it's in Canada. So it's like the hockey hotbed and like, so like what got you into, into goaltending and like how old were you when you started first started, uh, first started skating? Uh, it's a pretty good story, actually. Um, so I was always like the kind of kid that wanted to play everything when I was younger. Um, I actually started as a player, um, which I was I was decent at. You know, I was I was uh, I was a little buzzer out there, and um, I remember just like one day I had the opportunity to. Actually, this goes back before that. Um, I was watching a Vancouver Canucks game on the TV with my dad, and uh, sitting in front of the fireplace and. Um, I remember seeing uh, Dan Cluche playing for the Canucks, and I thought it was pretty cool to be the goalie. And um, ever since that day, my dad would we'd watch the games, and he'd rip socks at me, uh, and I stood in front of the fireplace and try to try to stop them from going by. And uh, that's kind of where I think the passion um, came from. And uh, I got the chance to uh, play in a little Tim. They call them uh, Timbits here, like Tim Hortons. It's like uh, yeah. just minor hockey. You're like eight, nine years old, and I got to throw on the uh, the pads, and I just really enjoyed it. And uh, that's kind of where everything started. And uh, I was grateful enough that my dad could help me out and get me into schools, and or lucky enough, I guess. And uh, you know, I felt that if he's going to help me, I got to do everything I can to help myself and try to make it worth it, right? So that that's yeah. where everything kind of started. And um, there's a lot of kids, and uh, I think. Uh, you just at that age you just have to work hard but most importantly have a lot of fun yeah and like that just having a lot of fun like at that age like that's all that really matters like do you remember your first your first game as like a goalie and like do you remember like everything like I know like guys share stories where they got either lit up like 15 rip or like they get to shut out their first game you know, I, I, I remember the day and that's uh, interesting it's so long ago I was actually wearing like different handed gloves some like I don't even know if like Louisville made for whatever I'm thinking like Louisville hockey gloves. Yeah. And uh, they were the wrong hands. 
And uh, that's how I started. And I just remember I, I really enjoyed it and then figured out I had to switch. But I couldn't tell you what the score was. I just remember I had a really good time. Yeah, and like that, that that's still awesome that you just remember that that moment, especially like the day. Like a lot of people don't remember the day, but like that's pretty cool that you you have that like that data that sticks up that sticks out to you. Yeah, no, it, it's really cool. Um, this is a nice little reminder for sure. I definitely don't think of that day uh, every day, but you know it's cool that I can think back and see that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, then you go on from Timbits to where you go play U15, U18 from 2012 to 2015, where you played in the Notre Dame Pounds and the Notre Dame Argos organization, where you played U15 and U18. So, like, what was it like to go through the Notre Dame organization and just uh, grow up in that kind of environment? You know, it was really cool. Um, also, you know, really grateful that uh, my dad could make that happen for me. And um, I remember being 13. And uh, walking in Victoria, and I had a choice between uh, Burnaby Winter Club, which is in Vancouver, or Notre Dame. And for whatever reason, my 13-year-old self wanted to go to Wilcox, Saskatchewan, in the town of 300 people. And, um, you know, it's, it's more than just hockey out there. You know, you're living out there, you're leaving home at the age of 13, which uh, the first year was definitely tough. And, um, but it's a great opportunity. You know, there's a lot of legends that have come out of that school. And, um, you know, I feel like that definitely helped me grow up um, and just pretty quick. And, uh, you know, you're, you're essentially living like a college student at the age of 13, right? So yeah. um, go to school every day, uh, do college activities, like, and just, it was a, it was a really cool lifestyle. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, thinking back on it, I'm, I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. And just like you go throughout that, that organization you develop so like what were some of like your favorite times throughout like growing up over in, in Notre Dame and just being able to like just develop and like experience the experiences you've had and like I'm sure there's a bunch of like good stories and moments that come out of that yeah no for sure um you know I think when winter came I didn't really know what to expect I remember excuse me um one night it was like minus uh, you're in Fahrenheit but 50 degrees celsius which is just absurd and like we had a red and white night that night which is when um everyone from the dorms goes over to the rink to watch the uh, junior a team and we're walking over there and cut off shirts and shorts and minus 50 degree weather just almost borderline hypothermia and uh just just going over and um you know having a great time and um i think that's something that really sticks with me obviously uh you know, just having those, we used to, there used to be like four different teams and you'd be sectioned out the whole school into like four different, uh, I guess, clubs. And um, it was like gunners and I was a gunner. So we'd have like events like that and we'd all kind of compete. And um, other than that, on the hockey side, I think, uh, you know, the the first year in Bantam, um, I walked on and made the Bantam AAA team and, uh we, we went and we were playing in the midget double A league. So we were, I don't know how old that would have been, I guess 13, 14, playing against like 17, 18 year olds in the midget league. And we ended up winning the league. And uh, that was something I remember. And it was a, a pretty special moment um, for sure. And um, just to just to be there in such a, you know, historic and uh, respected place for hockey and just for sports really worldwide yeah. is uh, something that's really cool as well. Yeah, and like that, that's awesome. Like the stories that you think of, like when you do think about those, it's just like, wow, like, and like it brings you back to like those moments and, and everything. And then you, but like throughout like all those good times, there's also some like hard times, like you said, with, with going away from home at 13. So like, how did you have to adjust and like just adjust and like that transition from not being at home and being in a totally new, new area? Oh, it was tough for sure. You know, people asked me how my time was there and I said year two and three was a lot better. So, um, you know, hockey probably year one was the, obviously we won the championship that year, but um, I think just, you know, anyone leaving home at 13, I was definitely homesick um, for the first half of the year for sure. It's, it's a big adjustment and it makes you grow up pretty quick. And um, luckily you're surrounded by really good people and uh, people that understand what you're going through. And 
um, they definitely help you and be there for you. So it's, uh, you know, I'm thankful for that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. As much as like, you don't really want to leave home and like get like homesick and all that, but like you do mature as a person and like you gain like a lot of lo different life lessons and you just mature as a player and an athlete when you're just away from home and just being, being on your own a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. So that, so you also, when you were in Notre Dame, you played for the U15 and the U18 team. So you're 15 playing for teams that for a team that was on with 18 year olds, like what was that adjustment going up a few levels, especially like when they're older, stronger, faster, and just having to adjust to that new type of game. Yeah. So the U15 was the Banton team and that was the year that we won the, with the championship. And it was, uh, you know, for me, it was, it wasn't too bad. I'm, I'm a goalie, right? So I'm not yeah. getting hit into the boards or anything by guys four years older than me. But, um, you know, I think we had a pretty stacked team. Like, uh, I think 14 of us got drafted to the dub, uh, drafted to the CHL on that team. So it was, uh, it was quite the team. And um, guys like, uh, like Dylan Dubé was there. Uh, he's on Calgary now. And um, we just, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And we, we just, all had this belief, right? And, uh, you know, we, we almost found it funny that we were in the midget double A league playing these guys and winning a lot of hockey games. And um, it, it was a good feeling for sure. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Like you just go on to think about it and you're like, and like whenever you're playing against like older players, like even like as a goalie, like you want to stop them because they're older than you and you just, you get like that little more fierce like competition that because you want to because they're older than you so you want to stop the puck and like just when you go on that run where you go on to win the championship like it's just like you're up for the task and that's what that's what you got to do yeah 100 percent. i think uh, at the end of the day even now you know um my job's to stop the puck no matter how fast or who's shooting it right so yeah. um that's uh that's the cool part about that. And uh, that's just what I got to focus on. Yeah. So like, what was it like winning that championship, especially since like, it was like one of your first championships and just to uh, learn like playoff hockey is different and like just going on to on a championship run, no matter what the league is like, it's a different breed. It is for sure. Um, you know, it's just as tough mentally as it is physically and uh, the people that can just, you know, really stay in the moment and, um, hold the vision of success is, I think, uh, essential and they can really uh, move mountains. Yeah, absolutely. So then you go on to junior hockey where you get a shot in the Western Hockey League for the Kamloops Blazers. So, like, what was the process like to get a shot in Kamloops and just uh, be drafted over there? Yeah, so I got cut as a 16-year-old. Um, so I went. that was the year I went back to Notre Dame for the first year or the last year, sorry, uh, my third year there. Um, after that, I made the team as a 17 year old with uh, goalie partner, Connor Ingram, um, who's with Nashville now. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's a really fun guy to watch. You know, he, you could tell his just, um, his commitment to the net and to stop in the puck. And um, I don't know how much he knew it, but he uh, was a bit of a motivation for me, you know, watching him and um, I didn't get to play a lot my first year. Obviously, he had a great year. And uh, so working with Dan De Palma, who's, uh, who's a, just a great goalie coach and even a better guy, um, which is which is saying a lot because he's, uh, he's a heck of a goalie coach. And, um, you know, I think he believed in me pretty early on, which was really important. And uh, I appreciate that a lot. And it was every day for me. Anytime I got on the ice in a practice, I had to take it like a game because I didn't know when I was going to get my opportunity, yeah. but I knew it was going to come. And um, so I only, I only started about 11 games my first year in the WHL. And uh, the next year, uh, you know, I knew pretty early that Connor was going to get some uh, notice from the world juniors. And um, in December he did, he, he went to world junior camp and that was, it was my time. And um you know, I ended up getting WHL goalie of the month that month and really put my name on the radar and um, played a lot of games and not a lot of days. And it, it just got on a run and kept it going. And um, after that, I, I played a few games um, and just, you know, I feel like that was uh, that was where things started to click for me. Yeah. And like like you said, like that's where and like you're going to face adversity no matter no matter what level you play and you face that adversity, you got cut. 
at 16 Connor Ingram was rolling throughout like when you were playing your first year and then you get that opportunity when he goes to world juniors and and you're able to put up extremely good numbers like what was it it's like what did you have to do from that time to get cut to the following year when you're able to make the make the roster and just like what adjustments did you have to make to your game and especially like it could be like mindset as well yeah I think just you know, if you have the right mindset and you focus on the little details, your game just naturally gets better. And, um, you know, they, they say hockey is or goaltending is 90 percent mental. And I'm uh, I'm on board with that. You know, you can have you can have all the skill, um, you know, you can have the size. But if you don't have the mindset, you know, you, you're not going to you're not going to help yourself out for sure. And um, I think that that was the biggest thing for me, you know, is just accepting that, um this is what I have to do to get where I want to go. And what can I do to make the most of that? So when my time comes, I'm ready for it. Yeah. So like, what did you have to do? Like, did you like change like your off, off, off ice routine, like during the off season to help yourself, like make the roster or did you just go in with like a whole different mindset and just put every, like the pedal to the gas or pedal to the metal pretty much? Yeah, you know, I think anytime you get cut from a team, you want to you want to show them that um, you have more. So I think I've always been a guy that if something doesn't go my way, it just fuels me more. And I don't think I really made any like huge drastic changes. I think I just needed another year to, you know, grow up. I was obviously in the middle of growth spurts. So I think when I got drafted, I was like five, eight, five, nine. And when I started there, I was around six feet. So and then I grew another two inches and junior so um like like I said you know I just when I made the team I understood that Connor was the guy and I had to take every practice as a game which was uh, a lot of fun both ways and it, it created a, a fun competition between us yeah and like it also like helps become a better teammate because you even though you want the net but like you know you knew going in that he was going to be the guy and you just want to support him any way you can and then and then during practice, like you're giving him the best competition you can because that is technically your game is the practice. So you just got to do anything you can to to help help him and like help yourself and try to get notice from the coach and just try to try to push push Connor and your and your other teammates even more. Hundred percent, spot on. Yeah. So then you do get that shot after Connor goes to World Juniors. So like what? What was that first experience of being in the WHL and just getting to be and just winning that uh, the WHL goaltender of the month and just being able to just prove yourself a little bit? You know, I just uh, I remember I had an interview, um, you know, someone came and asked me if I was ready and like right away. I was like, yeah, like I, I feel ready and like this is my time. And that was that was my answer. And um, and I believed it because you, when you put the work into something that, you know, is coming um and and you can say that and you know that uh you believe it because you put the work into it it's it's a good feeling so i was uh i was comfortable and confident with uh my game going into the long stretch i knew i had before christmas and um really just took it a day at a time and you know stayed humble and um just went in there and played and uh you know with a winning mentality as well yeah, and like I think like being being humble there is huge because you don't want to be like over over the over like the the line and just be like cocky and all that, but you also want to have like that confidence where you know what you're doing, you trust what trust what you're doing, like trust trusting your training is a huge one as well, and just uh not just just not to like ruin like any like car any pass that you carved with other people throughout hockey because hockey is such a small small circle when you think of it so like just to be humble and just trust your training like I think that that's a huge part of what uh what success is as well yeah no 100 percent. it was uh it was really essential for me yeah so then you go into the following year where you play you get 30 31 games your second year where you went 16 10 and 2 so like what was that second year like and just being able to develop a little more after that first year and just having a little more little more uh way with uh being the starter that that was the year that uh i actually that connor went to uh world juniors because i got to play a bunch of games and then um 
so I, I don't I can't remember how many games I played when he was away, but it was quite a few. And then um, I obviously got some opportunities um, up until playoffs. So, um, you know, I just after the stint and Connor came back, you know, I just kind of knew that he was still the guy like he was uh, that respect was there. And um, so just, you know, still taking my practices like the games and I knew I'd have some more games to deal with. So just being ready for those. Yeah, but then then your third third year is where you got a big chunk of time where you played 59 games. Like, how important was it to keep the body healthy and loose, especially when you're playing 59 games in a in a season and just being the guy and just having a – because goaltending is such a wear and tear on your body, so it's good to get that recovery in. Yeah, 100%. That was also the year I got called up by Vegas. So, I, I mean, I missed 11 games um, when in junior when I was up – uh in Vegas and still played 59 to 72 so it was uh it was it was a lot of hockey you know I I was playing three and threes um at some some weekends and um you know I, I had a, a great coach and Don Hay who just you know you're getting back in there and didn't really give you a choice which I which I like and um you know it forces you to not only grow up as a person but a player and um when you're playing that many hockey games, it's, it's essential to obviously have a good relationship with your, with your physical trainer and, um, you know, be honest with them about, you know, this is sore. Can we work on this? So I'm ready for tomorrow. And um, just really being honest with yourself uh, and taking care of your body, you know, eating healthy making sure you're staying hydrated. And that was uh, huge for me in that year. I remember actually when, so this is, so when I got back from Vegas, um, when they sent me back, I flew on a plane at 2 p.m. to Kamloops from Vegas. And we had a game that night. Don called me right before my flight and goes, you're playing tonight. <laughs> so I, I remember I was like, what? <laughs> like, are you, are, you're serious? And he was like, yeah. Is that a problem? I'm like, no, I'll, I'll be there. So I called my goalie coach and I'm like, Dan, Don just called me and told me I'm playing tonight. He goes, how do you feel about it? I go, well, I mean... I'm on a plane <laughs> right now. And he's like, oh, are you good? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And we actually, I played both games that weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and we won both. It was, uh, so it was uh, a lot of fun. And um, that was just the way that year was. And it, it felt great to be the guy. Uh, how were those legs feeling after uh, getting off the plane and having to start that, uh, that night? Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I had a lot of work with Vegas. Like I had a lot of hard work. So I was probably, you know, top three times best shape of my life um and just I knew that it was going to be a little different shot wise so I just went in there and trusted myself I think we won like three two or something so it was a, uh, it was uh I remember that that's uh situation pretty well yeah for sure so it's like that like one of the biggest things you learned throughout that year is, is like how important like recovery and like making sure that your body is good especially when you're playing that that much and then you go on to play and play in Vegas and just get that experience as well yeah it was a uh, you know I'm only I'm only 23 and I feel like I've written a few chapters in my book already here but um you know I, I don't want to stop and um I've been very uh lucky to you know go through these situations at a young age and just just keep learning I think and um as a pro now I, I still feel like I'm learning every day so yeah, that that's that's awesome. Especially that's that's great to hear that you just keep keep going. Like you're still motivating everything. Just keep going, and like you've throughout that year, you get your first professional game in where you're where you came in with a with a crazy like scenario where you're like the number five goalie on the season in Vegas, and literally the first what month and a half, two months of the season. So, take us through like that whole experience with Vegas and the the craziness that evolved from that oh it's still surreal um you know I had just finished a a game in Kamloops uh, against Tri-Cities and uh I remember me and a few of the uh the guys went to Boston Pizza to uh just have some wings after the game and have a little food and just um watch the, the Vegas game was on it was I was watching the game at Boston Pizza and I remember Oscar Dansk was in the net um and he went down um or it might have been no it was oscar dansk and um you know i uh 
one of the boys said, yeah, Oscar just got hurt. What does that mean for you? And not 10 seconds later, my phone rang. And uh, it was the uh, the GM at the time of uh, Vegas. And, um, you know, I, I caught a red eye that that night. I bought all the wings for everyone. So, like, I was like, okay, I'm going. I'm, I'm buying all you guys' stuff. So, I, I paid that bill and called my bill at dad at, like, 11 o'clock. Or what time was it? It would have been a bit earlier. Like, 8 o'clock, probably. And I was like, hey, like this is happening. He didn't believe me. And anyway, I got, I had to pack all my stuff and I went and I was on a midnight flight from Kamloops to Toronto to New York. And uh, I got to New York at, uh, I think it was like seven in the morning. Um, got to the hotel, had breakfast with the guys. And, um, that night I was on the ice with Henrik Lundqvist. So it was, uh, everything happened really quick. Um, and that's, I don't think that's something you can ever really prepare for as a 19 year old kid, but I just really tried to soak in everything and obviously work my tail off. And, um, you know, it was really cool. I got to Maxime Legasse, who's playing, uh, played in the AHL last year, had a good year was uh, my goalie partner and was a great guy. You know, we had a really good dynamic going. And um, so that was uh, great as well. And, um, you know, it's, uh, obviously something that's going to stick with me and just motivates me every day to get back to the NHL. Um, so that's, that's where I want to be and where I, where I see myself. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a crazy story, especially going from WHL to the NHL and what, seven hours and just being, being there. <laughs> and then more craziness happens. Legasse gets injured and you end up going into into the net. So like what, what was what were those first like couple seconds, couple minutes, like when you do get in the net and you're just like, I am I, I'm on NHL ice and like I'm actually in a NHL regular season game. Yeah, I didn't believe it really at first. I uh I know I saw him went down, it was like seven two and he had some back spasms and which is honestly makes sense. The guy had been playing so much hockey and, uh, you know, it was, I just like, I didn't even know what to think. So I just tried not to think at all. And, um, you know, I just start. I remember the, uh, the trainer said, you got to get ready here. Like you got to warm up. So I'm like in the back tunnel, like closing my eyes, like visualizing, like going out there and like just doing the best I can. And, um, so I'm sitting there and Max decided to stay in and then they gave, they gave up another goal and the, uh, the head coach looked at me and he goes, Fergie, you're in. And I was like, here we go. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a pretty special moment. I think I just kind of not blacked out, but just kind of, you know, full of excitement and just nerves and, but it was like, you know, but at the end of the day, I just wanted to go have fun and, um, got out there and made a save or two, got scored on, on the power play. Not a pretty nice play, but, um, you know, it was just, I think that experience of just being on that ice and like feeling that atmosphere and like a pretty much sold out Edmonton Rogers arena there. And, um, it was really special. And like, like I said before, it just motivates me to get back to a position like that. Yeah. And like, I feel like once you make that first save, like, all, all the jitters and everything are out and you're just like, it's just another hockey game and I'm just going to go in there and just do whatever I can to, to shut the door as much as I can, just take in all the experiences that I've experienced right now. Yeah, for sure. I remember like Patty Maroon came out of the corner with backhand. I kind of like stopped it with my shoulder and the guy just ran me over. And then I stopped uh, McDavid with my pad once and then he tapped it in. Um, but uh the, the ref waved it off for goalie interference because I got trucked like he was uh I mean I was 19 and he's a he's a pretty big man right so yeah. um you know it was uh it was a lot of fun and uh I almost uh almost got to play in Vancouver but Max was ready to go so it was uh it was pretty cool yeah so you spend a couple weeks in Vegas while everyone else gets healthy and like so what do you learn from those from like just being at the NHL and just taking practice every day and just realizing like how much like work and like everything it is and just how much fine tuning like the, the game is and how simple a lot of, a lot of guys make, make it to be. Well, I, I really remember Mark Andre, obviously. Um, Flower, he was uh, just such a great guy. You know, I remember, I'll tell you a little story here. Um, there was a team dinner. I can't remember where we were, 
Um, but he was there, uh, just, you know, sitting, obviously being around the team. Uh, he couldn't play at the time, but um, team dinner, and I was sitting at a table with like uh, William Carlson, a um, couple of those guys, and Flower comes over. He's talking to Carly, and um, everyone just starts like banging their glass and just staring at me and I like have no idea what's going on and and someone screams like check your shoe and there's just this massive glob of like horseradish on my shoe that flower put on there and I had to like stand up and show everyone and everyone's clapping and um it was it was a just you know they treated me really well which uh I really appreciate from those guys and um you know that's the thing about the NHL is everyone's just so you know, they love the game so much and they work so hard at their craft and um, which allows that and they have a lot of fun too, like, you know, and, and that, and that's important. And, you know, it's little things like that. And um, yeah, it was just, uh, I learned so much in such a short time uh, being there and I'm uh, really grateful for that. Yeah. Those, those are awesome experiences to, to have. And like flower just seems like that, like, that funny guy that's just trying to be the jokester all the time. Well, and, and like, we all know his, all everything he's won and everything, but like, he just seems like he just has so much fun just being around the boys and just having like a, a good time playing the game. So like, it's obviously pretty uh, contagious when, when that's happening and you're just, and you're the guy that's getting the, the joke played on you as well. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It was really nice and um, had a really good time with that team at that time and uh that's something i'll be grateful for for forever yeah so then you get you get sent back down to the dub so like what what was that adjustment like to go like i know you won your your two games that you're that you came back from so like what was what was the adjustment like especially like when you're facing the different kinds of shots going from like nhl shots to the whl shots uh, i think just trusting the game and my improvement that i had um just being with Vegas for the three, four weeks I was there. And uh, that was really it. You know, at the end of the day, I just kind of told myself, you know, I know I can play in this league and what I've gained from Vegas can't hurt me at all. So just, you know, trust what I've learned and just go out there and play. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's, that's awesome that you learned that. Cause like when you do get like those like slower, or I shouldn't say slower, but like when you do get like those different shots, like, I know it could fool you as a goalie. Like I, I'm the same way. Like if, if I go down a couple levels, like the shots are completely different. Like it just, but it's at least good that you like trusted your what you did, what you did, and just learned from Vegas to help bring back like that that middle ground. Hundred percent. So then you go into your final year in Cam Loops, where you play 49 games and you guys go in the playoffs too. So like, what was that last year, especially like? going into the playoffs for the first time in your uh, WHL uh, career? It was good. You know, I got to play with Dylan Garand, who was uh, 16 at that time, and a great goalie then. Um, he's obviously a great goalie now, just won CHL goalie of the year. Um, he's a good friend, too. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was a very similar year, other than being called up to the NHL. But, um, yeah. you know, it was um, – it's the same kind of mentality, you know, just keep working hard and be ready. I unfortunately had a, a uh, not a great groin injury at the end of the year, uh, right before playoffs. And um, I remember watching, there was like a deciding game that Grant played and played really well against Kelowna. One game to see who goes to playoffs. And uh, we won that game at home, a sold out crowd. And there's a, there's a picture on my Instagram of me just, you know, like hugging them and I'm in my suit and uh, it's, it's, that's a pretty special picture for me. And, um you know so I got the opportunity to, to play in playoffs a bit um I think the break kind of set me back a little bit I just wasn't feeling like myself in there and um you know so we didn't end up winning that series and um it's a tough way to go out in my last year but um you know I was just grateful for everything that the city of Kamloops had done for me and you know the fans have always been great and you know I got a lot of lifetime friends there and uh, great memories so it's uh Camus is a, has a special place in my heart for sure. Yeah. And like, that's also where you where like you bring back to like going back to like being a good teammate and just everything like your, your goalie partners in the deciding game of like, if you guys make it to the playoffs or not, but, and you guys get the win like that, like 
either even though you're you're hurt but you're just supporting him and cheering him on because like you just want him to be better and him to get that get that chance to shine a little bit and just get that get the team into the playoffs absolutely yeah and he's uh you know he was really good at 16 and he's really good now and um you know I had faith in him and so did everyone else and we pulled it off so it was a it was a pretty special moment yeah absolutely but then in 2017 you were drafted to the NHL by the Dallas Stars in the seventh round 194 overall so like where where were you when you got drafted and like the emotions going around being drafted to the NHL uh I was at home um at the time I was ranked to go like 64th overall. Um, so it was, it got tough uh, as the, you know, I was just a kid still learning. Um, I knew nothing about like the business side of the game or anything like that. Right. And um, I remember just sitting at home watching it with my dad and it was getting frustrating. Uh, and I was just, just pretty upset, you know, cause um, it, it was what it was. And I had, I had got a call from a team, uh, you know, inviting me to their camp before the, excuse me, before the draft was even over. Um, so I got that call and I was kind of like, well, there's still three rounds left. And the seventh round came and obviously there aren't many picks after 194. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I literally had started to just like walk out the door and just like process uh, what was going on. And I heard my dad like scream my name and uh, it popped up on the bottom of the screen, my name. And um, that was a very special moment between me and him for sure. And, um, you know, that was uh, the start of all of it. And then a day later, I was like 50 hours later or something. I, I, I got a call. It's a pretty good story too. I was uh, in a fishing shop with a couple of my buddies planning on going on a fishing trip, just like two, two days before camp and camp had started a week uh camp starts it was a week away from when I was doing my fishing trip with the guys and um I'd got a call when I was in there uh from a number I'd never seen before and um so they it's the answer I said hello and it's oh Dylan this is Jim Nell with the Dallas Stars and um I didn't believe it was him um only because you know he had, he had told me that I had been traded to the Vegas Golden Knights and um, he wanted to just kind of say uh, welcome, but goodbye. And it was interesting because like I had been talking to the guys and um, Vegas had showed interest uh, at the time and, um, you know, everything happened really quick. So I, I kind of didn't believe that it was him and uh, we had a pretty good laugh about that. But, um, you know, fishing trip didn't happen. Um, that next morning I was on a plane to Vegas. I had missed the first day of camp because there was a week prior to Dallas's and, um, you know, I, I signed out of camp and it was, uh, you know, I just went there and worked hard and, um, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That, that, that's a, that's a great story. And like, you're probably like thinking, uh, thank goodness I missed like half of the first day because I don't have to do uh, the, a lot of the fitness tests. So is that, did you have to, did you avoid like a lot of the fitness tests from <laughs> that first day? Yeah, probably. I, I can't remember if they even did it, but um, no, I remember it. We were in like this tiny little rink because they hadn't had anything set up yet. And it was like 40 something degrees Celsius. So like over a hundred outside and um, we had to warm up outside and it was just brutal. And I just remember just like embracing being there. And, you know, when I got on the ice, just play hard and, uh, and it worked out for me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and like you're probably just sweating buckets out on the desert over there and just you're like you're uh, probably losing 10 to pound, 10 15 pounds before you even get on the ice and you're losing some more pounds i have to yeah no it was uh after day one i was there i kind of just like kind of warmed up outside and then did a little more in the rink and um just kind of figured out the best way to try to give myself uh a chance for success yeah, absolutely. So then you begin your your uh, quest to play professional hockey where you'd spend the year in the ECHL with the Fort Wayne Comets as well as getting called up to the HL Chicago Wolves. So what was it like to get your foot in the door of pro hockey and have that be in a Fort Wayne, which is a hit, which is a hockey history over there in Fort Wayne? Yeah, um, you know, honestly, my first year, I, I felt like I was in not over my head, but I feel like I had a lot to learn. 
um you know i think as a player in person i made not mistakes but not the best choices when it came to my career and where i wanted to go and um you know that was something that uh, i had to learn um obviously i in a way i felt like i you know i feel like i let ego get the best of me a little bit and uh you know go go up to the ahl and play really well for them and you know to go back there and then um i actually had dealt with vertigo that year um in fort wayne which was really tough and lasted a long time no one could really figure out what was going on and then and then covid came so that year was pretty hectic um and you know i just you know it, it wasn't a good year for me there's no way around it and uh it was that was just another time where i was like it's time to put you know nose to the grindstone and just just go work you know i i believed in myself and um i knew i had some growing up to do and just tried to do that and i, I felt like i really did and you know um to have a year like that for me and um it's kind of selfish but to just like keep that motivation and um i was pretty proud of myself i guess you could say and just to go uh go back i started in henderson for the start of the year the next year um and obviously i know you're going to touch on this but um you know i've I just turned uh turned a page and um found my game yeah and so like you go into your first year and you like face like all this adversity with like everything that happens like what what are some like tips to like when you do face that adversity and like you face highs and lows of the season like just uh not let it get not let yourself get too high or too low and just be able to just find that middle ground especially since now since you've gone uh you this is your gonna be your fourth year of professional hockey oh um it's a good question i think just try to learn more about yourself um as a person and as a player i think uh you know when you're a kid you can just go out there and just play and not have to worry about yeah. the, the narrative or you know what what i guess now you don't really have to worry about what people are thinking but what people are thinking and um you know, I think just holding that belief in yourself, um, which which I didn't really have in year one and that I knew that wasn't me. Um, so just, you know, as well as being honest with yourself. Yeah, that's a great tip. And a lot of people can learn from that because like everyone does have like, everyone has like, could be on that high end or that low end. You just got to find like that middle ground to keep yourself humble, like you, like you said earlier, and just to be able to just keep going without like having your ego be too high or too low. Oh, 100%. It's, uh, you know, going back to Dan De Palma and um, one thing he said to me that's going to stick for me probably my whole career is you got to stay even. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you look at even guys like Carey Price, there's a thing of him that says, you know, I, I feel like I can stop every puck and I, and I wish I could. And that's just the, the way goaltending is, right? So. Yeah, so then you earned your first AHL call up to the Wolves. Like, what, what was that process like to get to, to Chicago and just to have that call for your first uh, American League uh, call up? Yeah, that was, a, that was in the first year. So I, I got up there and I felt really good and was playing really good. Um, you know, to get that first win was a really cool opportunity and um, something I'm definitely grateful for. Yeah, and like it was, it came in the came in the shootout too. I think it was a two one because I remember that game, and you were you were pretty fired up after that after that win. For sure, I was. Uh, it was my first AHL uh, AHL game in a in a place like the Chicago Wolves. It was a pretty special moment for me, and um, my buddy Garrett Sparks was there with me, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that that's awesome. And then the following year, you turned the page where you begin this where you play the season with Fort Wayne as well as Henderson in the AHL. You played in 11 games with the Fort Wayne Comets. So like, what was that second year of professional hockey? Like, especially since you like are like used to the professional game and like the business side of things and you just, and like the first year is the hardest year of professional hockey. And then you come in your second year and you're like a little more comfortable. Yeah. I, I felt like I just, that was when, uh, you know, I went home and just kind of changed and just trained hard. And, um, you know, I went up to, to Henderson and played my first game against uh, Bakersfield and got a shutout um, and was feeling really good. And uh, they had brought me in. I can't remember how long, a couple months um, I was up there, maybe a month. 
and uh, they had told me I'm going to go down to Fort Wayne to get some games in and that, you know, I'd, I'd probably be back. And um, I went down to Fort Wayne, played 11 games, feeling really good. Um, unfortunately, in practice, I broke my thumb. So that uh, that kept me out for a few weeks. And um, so and I stayed in Fort Wayne. Um, it was going to go on the playoff role with them, which, you know, I got back in time and was lucky to get a few games in before playoffs got going and was feeling good going into them. And that was, uh, that was probably one of the most exciting times of my career, to be honest, is just the grind and just the team coming together so strong in those playoffs. And, uh, I think I played 13 games in like 15 or 16 nights. So it was, uh, with travel on a bus, right. So, um, you know, just mentally, physically, just taking care of my body, um, making sure I'm like not just laying in bed all day, just getting myself out and like walking around, clearing my head because, you know, the next day is another the biggest game of the year. Right. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, it all happened fast. And then before I knew it, we were in game four at home against SoCal with a 2-1 on the scoreboard with 1.3 seconds left and a face off to my left. So, um, you know, winning that that championship uh, really meant a lot to me, and it was something that I completely devoted myself to. And at the time, and it goes back to just being in the moment. You know, it, it doesn't matter um, where I am or what I'm doing. This is where I am right now, and um, that was just my mindset. And um, yeah, yeah. So, like, what were those emotions when the clock hits you after that scramble in front of the net with 1.3 seconds and you're uh, you're Kelly Cup champions? Yeah, I got chills just me saying that. It's uh, you know, it was, it was really special. There was so much uh, heart and hard work, and everyone's all wrapped up. Everyone's going through something, and I had my groin wrapped up that game. Just you know, I don't know if I could have done one more, and um, just the mental will just to win that that team had was uh, something really special, and I was all around the room. Um, and uh, there was never a doubt in our mind that we were going to lose a game. Um, I think, you know, the first series went to game five as best of five in, in overtime. Um, and, you know, once we got through that first series, we were like, yeah, I, you know, I think we're going to win this. And um, we just, we just kept going from there. Yeah, absolutely. And like playoff hockey is a different breed. Like we said earlier, especially like in professional hockey in the ECHL, like, and like, like you said, like everyone has a lot, has a lot of heart and everyone wanted to win. So like, how do you go around like just physically and just, uh, cause you're, you played pretty much every game you played 18, 19 games, whatever it was. And just to like have your body, like be like, be like, like your groin groins are bothering you at like at the end of this end of the playoffs, just to like have that heart to just stay within, to just stay and just keep going until uh, you guys finally come up Kelly cup champions. I just, you know, I found a routine that worked for me. I was doing uh, yoga every single night, um, just making sure my body wasn't, you know, getting super tight and I'd get in there and pull something and that would be it. And um, that's been huge for me. Um, really in my career was, you know, it's like sounds simple, but really finding yoga and just like committing to it every night of 40 minutes of stretching which also helps you mentally just like clear out, just clear your head. And um, that was something for me that, you know, I really think got me through those playoffs physically and somewhat mentally. Yeah. Yo yoga is a very good uh, like practice to do, especially like to clear the mind. Like you don't, you wouldn't think that it would clear the mind, but like once you like, I I do it like every other day and like, it's just so much, you feel so much better and like, physically and mentally you feel so much better and it's just like wow like and you just don't even know how to explain it because it's just like a simple practice but it's so effective 100 percent. so then you go into this past year where you played in 13 games with the with the henderson silver knights so what was it like to take that big step forward in your career and and be in the ahl for a season as well as getting a stint in the nhl again a little bit yeah it was great um you know, I, I, I feel like I, I've had a, you know, I started the year with a shutout um, and was playing well, uh, playing really well at the start of the year. And um, I remember being in Stockton and I got ran over uh, and that was a concussion. 
from there, things just kind of started to snowball for me, to be honest, and um, got the concussion, came back for a week, got COVID, uh, and COVID hit me like a truck. Um, I lost my taste and smell for a month and a half, um, and it took me almost a month to get back into game shape. So it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm lucky it wasn't worse, obviously, but um, that, that was a tough one for me. And just coming back from that was uh, was tough. You know, other guys get opportunities and um, and then I had something uh, to deal with uh, my station tubes that that I had to get done. And um, it just seemed like things were snowballing and I was, you know, doing the best I can, you know, being a good teammate, being a good pro. And, um, you know, sometimes just some things aren't, aren't meant to be right. And um, like uh, I get back from the year thing and, you know, I'm, I'm playing well. Uh, the last game I played uh for Henderson was in Iowa and we won 4-1 and I made like 37 saves and two days later I broke my wrist so uh you know thing things happen like that and um you know just while I'm here I'm you know I'm grateful for everything the Vegas Golden Knights have done for me um you know it, it's been great and I've learned so much yeah and like it, it just seems like like you face a lot of adversity but you keep fighting you keep overcoming all the adversity and just keep going over all the obstacles that come come your way and continue to stay motivated so like that's that's awesome to see especially like when you things aren't going right and like you would be like down and but like just to come over and overcome those things is it's like another incredible feat especially like going into like the mindset part of the game with like with like P Fry, your goal, your goalie mindset coach, like I'm sure he has a big like hand on like your mindset and all that, and just to help you may help you feel better about like everything that you've gone through. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. You know, breaking your wrist at the end of the year when playoffs coming up sucks. Like mentally, it's it's tough. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say I was I was happy that I had to deal with the broken yeah. wrist and how can I get through it. Um, you know, it, it sucks, but it's, you know, it, it's, I think it's important to take the time to process what's going on and then, okay, what am I going to do now? Um, and that, that, uh, that's where kind of Pete came in and um, it was definitely tough. You know, I, uh, I had met someone out in Vegas that definitely helped me a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, when things uh, didn't work out, you know, everything changes and it just, it just keeps going. And, you, you know, people come into your life for a reason and uh, leave it for a reason. So, um, like, like I said, you know, I'm really grateful for not only the Golden Knights, for what the city has given to me as well. And um, I wish them all the best. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I, I asked Pete about you, and he's, he wanted me to ask you about, like, the mastermind, like, the mental training that you've done with him and just, like, how, how it's impacted you and, like, to help, help, your, help yourself further your career. Yeah, it's been something I've been doing for a few years now. I'm just getting on with other goalies like myself in similar situations and creating a, kind of a clear picture of what we want. And, uh, you know, I remember I was on one with Stuart Skinner and it was pretty cool because we would play each other quite a bit. And um, we'd have our, and then it'd be like, oh, my ask for this week is to beat the Bakersfield Condors and get a shutout. And then, oh, his is to beat the Henderson Silly. And it was, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty cool to do. And, uh, so just, you know, having that friendly competition and, um, you know, I'm on uh, now with a guy, Zane McIntyre, who's kind of been through like a similar kind of road as I have, you know, not re-signing places. And um, I had a really good chat with him about this and, you know, just, just having those, uh, not lifelines, but like resources to um, speak to and that can understand what you're going through is, is huge. And I, I really, uh, I'm grateful for Pete for setting this kind of thing up. Yeah, and like just having like guys that go through the same that or this a similar thing that happened to you, like it just helps with that like with that support group and just uh know that you have that support and like every like someone else has been through a similar situation. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And um Pete has is also very good at his job and you know, he he kind of has heard everything, you know, he works with a lot of goalies and um lucky to be able to work with him as well. Yeah, absolutely. That that's uh that's great to hear. And just uh to end this episode off, I'm gonna I put up a viewer Q and A question. So we have some uh, questions for you. So uh, let's uh, let's start with those. Let's do it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So the the first one is if you had one superpower, what would it be and why? One superpower. Ooh. 
I want a few. Um, go go with a few then. Oh, I, I'd probably. I think uh, like reading minds would be pretty cool. Um, it would that's probably. Mind. Be, yeah, that would yeah 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 that'd be a two edged sword though. Uh, I think flying, being able to fly, and uh, I'll go with uh, invisibility as well. Yeah, those those are three great, great uh, superpowers to have, especially flying, because you could just literally fly anywhere, and then invisibility. Yeah, that'd like, be pretty you cool. Be, you can spy on people. You can do like just go around, just sneak around, and just not have anyone know that you're there. Yeah, imagine imagine flying invisible. That'd be pretty crazy. Uh, that'd be pretty sick. Uh, but the next one is, uh, what's your game day routine? Oh, um, you know, I don't do much, you know, I, I, I keep things consistent. Um, I try to like have the same breakfast. Like I'm one of those guys that, you know, eat the same thing if I'm successful and, uh, um, you know, I go to the rink, get my skate in, set up my gear the way I would. So when I show up to the game later tonight, it's the same way. And, um, then I get home and, you know, I just kind of just relax, you know, be, be there you know the game's coming like I'm excited for it but just kind of you know lay in bed watch a bit of Netflix YouTube and uh, I'm not a big nap guy on game days um, and yeah around 2 30 I'll get up and eat read a book I like to read on game days just feels like it helps me calm my mind and um, I like to read like a, obviously like sport books like motivational books and um then I do a little journaling before the game about how I want it to go and um, show up to the rink and do what I do. Yeah, that's a, that's a great routine. Like everyone has their own routine. It's like whatever works for you works, works for you. It might not work for another person, but like, it's also, it's good to hear like all the, all the different routines. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, it's what makes you feel ready and positive yeah. and gives you the belief in yourself for the game. That That's all whatever the routine is, doesn't matter. It's whatever makes you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. The next question is, uh, what's your, been your favorite stick you've had? Favorite stick. Well, that's a good question. I had, so my, my Bowers are wrapped as a three S, but it's actually a one S I haven't switched out of the one S for like four years. So, uh, it might be time for that. Um, I picked up a kid stick and it felt like I was holding a feather the other day. So, um, we'll, we'll see about that. And, uh, but that's been my favorite stick for sure so far. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great answer. And then the next one's like, what's been your favorite save you've ever made? Or Ooh. one that sticks out? There, there's a couple. I think the most recent one is uh, in the playoffs in Fort Wayne. Um, there's been a few, like, cool saves, but I think, like, timely saves are the ones that are kind of my favorite. And yeah, we were, da- we were up 2-0 to Wichita at home. The series was tied – to no that no I think it was one one um and the guy was coming down on a breakaway and I just remember making like this crazy glove save um on a rebound and uh, the crowd just kind of went crazy and um that and then we went down and scored and ended up winning that game three nothing so that was uh you know it's those those kind of saves that just kind of you know like you're not scoring on me tonight like that kind of save and it's like like see you tomorrow kind of thing so yeah. it was uh that was the one that kind of sticks out to me there was a couple in junior like diving across like no one thought you'd get there kind of thing and i managed to find a way but um that was the one that came up first always great to have to make those saves but you're also like i'm very well out of position when you are diving across the crease and you're like i i should probably be more uh more in control of my body and everything yeah but you know you you watch the best in the game and sometimes yeah. those things happen bounces happen and it's what you do. And, uh, even here, like Eli teaches not much, but like path of direction, which is, you know, just diving back towards the post, making yourself as big as you can. And that's the whole point of goaltending. Yeah. That, that is one of my favorite parts, making that big desperation save at, at a timely time. And you go down and score, like it, it always boosts your confidence when that happens. hundred percent. It's the way the game goes. I see it all the time. Absolutely. And then uh, the next one's what's your favorite food? Ooh, I got two that are kind of like hand in hand. I'm a big sushi and uh, I also like dim sum a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one, but it's so good. Yeah, that that that's awesome. And then the, the final one that I have is uh, 
what's been your favorite thing to do in Vegas? Like, I'm sure uh, you're going to the casinos or, so, or any, something like that. Like, what, what's there to do in Vegas that, like, you, you love doing? I think it's the shows, to be honest. You know, just getting the opportunity. Um, you know, it's having connections. Like, I got to go to a couple of Raiders games right behind the touchdown for, like, a couple hundred bucks. And it was, uh, you know, it's it's getting the opportunities like that it, where it just makes you feel, uh, you know, grateful for where you are. And, um, yeah, like you're in Vegas, you're going to go to the casino every now and then. And, um, you know, that can be fun. It cannot be fun. Um, so I try to, you know, I, I stayed away from there and uh, obviously joined the boys a couple nights. But, um, you know, for me, it was just the shows and the atmosphere of the whole city. Yeah, that, that's awesome because Vegas is uh, it's different. Like you don't get that anywhere, anywhere else. So it's good to get that, get those experiences that you don't in in like in any other place in the in the country. Hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, Dylan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time, and I wish you the best of luck going forward. And I look forward to following your career the rest of the way. Hundred percent, man. Really appreciate you having me, and uh, good luck to you as well. Thank you.